Help defend the church by becoming a supporter of Family Life International. Your contributions enable us to continue our work to promote the faith, defend the family and promote the sanctity of life. Make a real difference today. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk slash donate. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The people said to Jesus, What sign will you give to show us that we should believe in you? What work will you do? Our fathers had manna to eat in the desert. As scripture says, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus answered, I tell you solemnly, It was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven. It is my Father who gives you the bread from heaven, the true bread. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread always. Jesus answered, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. The people that asked our Lord, what must we do if we are to do the works of God? And Jesus answered, this is working for God. You must believe in the one he has sent. He didn't say you must believe the one he has sent, but you must believe in the one whom he has sent. And there's a great difference between the two. If we believe somebody, we take them as truthful, as trustworthy. But we always do so with a caveat. We are careful um, and we place limitations on them. But if we believe in a person, we are willing to commit our whole being to that person, which is essentially what marriage is about. You believe in someone and you're willing to share your whole life with that person because you believe in them. Or it's similar with, some, most of the time I hope, with parents and their children. They believe in their children. Certainly children believe in their parents because there's that total commitment. And this is what our Lord is asking of us, that we believe in him, willing to place our whole existence, our whole life, everything that we have, everything that we are, everything we hope for in his care. And the people hearing this do not understand. They ask a further question. What sign will you give to show us that we should believe in you? What sign? What sign could our Lord give? Didn't he fulfill the prophecies of Isaiah? The blind would see, the deaf would hear, the lame would walk. Didn't he raise the dead? Didn't he feed this multitude with the five barley loaves? Weren't lepers cured? What more? What other sign could he possibly work for them to believe in him? And they answer the question, at least they answer the 
they give the answer they hope he would give. They ask, what sign will you give to show us that we should believe in you? What work will you do? The answer they want is, our fathers had manna to eat in the desert. As scripture says, he gave them bread from heaven. They, these people had just been fed the day before with the five barley loaves and the two fish. They found it so pleasing to their palates that they were willing to cross the sea and to look for him. They were hoping for some more of that food. And so they bring up the manna in the wilderness. You basically saying, you fed 5,000 plus women and children with the five loaves for one day. But Moses fed 600,000 for 40 years in the wilderness. That's what they're driving at. Yet at the same time, they don't want to offend him, so they do not bring up Moses. They say rather, our fathers had manna to eat in the desert. They do not say that God gave them, because they would, if our Lord were to work a similar miracle, there would be the implication that he were God. So they don't want to go down that route. At the same time, they don't want to say it's Moses, because obviously Moses only did it through his prayer. But even to say that it were Moses, it would imply that our Lord, if he did a greater miracle, was greater than Moses. And they didn't want that either. So they put it in the neutral, our fathers ate bread, without saying from where they got the bread. And they quote the scriptures, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. But of course, we, our Lord is not fooled. And he reads not the words but in, on, on our lips, but what is in our hearts. And so he does for these people as well, who are more concerned with the tangible, the visible, the temporal, than with the spiritual. And he responds, I tell you solemnly, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven. So he answers the first question about who gave the bread. It is my father who gives you the bread from heaven. The true bread. Our Lord uses two tenses. The past tense. It was not Moses who gave you in the past. But my father who gives you. Present tense. Now. The bread from heaven. So the father is given them. Given us. Bread from heaven. And our Lord calls it the true bread. Does that mean the manner was not true? We need to understand what is meant by true. The manner was true in as much as it did satisfy the needs of the people. They did eat it. They collected it. They ate it. They were nourished. Yes. And in that sense, it was true. But there was a deeper sense in which it is not true. In as much as it was a shadow. It was a type. It was a prefiguration of the real bread. The tr and our Lord would use that word, real. My flesh is real food. It is a real bread. So the, 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 the manna was like a parable. The reality is Christ. The manna was a shadow, but Christ is the light. And this light, this true bread, 
is what is the Father is offering us, is giving us all the time. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So this is the purpose of that bread. The bread of God, who is Christ, comes down from heaven, again in the present tense, and gives present tense life to the world. And in saying this, our Lord makes a veiled reference to the Garden of Eden, where there was a tree of life. When our first parents were introduced into the garden, the tree of life was there. After they disobeyed, the God said that they should be driven out, lest they reach and eat from the tree of life. The tree of life, again, was a type of Christ, a symbol. It was there so that our parents would have, and their children, if they had remained faithful, would have eaten of it, and they would have lived for centuries. Their lives would have been maintained by this fruit. But of course, once they sinned, it would be a greater punishment to allow them to remain, because they would eat of the tree of life. And what would happen? We would go through this life for centuries, becoming subjects of pain and suffering. Um, um, we become um, aged and suffer all of the consequences of this. And life would be an, a long, unended misery. So God in his mercy cut it short so that we would not have that opportunity. But he offers us now something even better than the tree of life. He is offering us now the bread of life which gives eternal life. And this is what comes down from heaven. And, our Lord said, gives life to the world. Whereas the manna gave life and only bodily life to a few, 600,000, for 40 years, now we have the bread of life which gives life not to one nation but to the whole world. And the people are grasping at this. So they said, give us that bread always. And again, we remember the woman at the well, when our Lord spoke about the water that wells up to eternal life. So give me some of that water so I might not need to come here again. And what does the Lord, in the case of the woman, say? Go home and call your husband. So he, and the Lord is, in telling the woman this, is implying that the moral life, what we do, is a necessary prerequisite for receiving this water of life or the bread of life worthily. So here also our Lord says much the same thing. He answered, I am the bread of life. Give us this bread. I am the bread of life. And then he goes on. He who comes to me will never be hungry. But how do we come to him? Do we come with our feet? Well, that's how Judas came in the garden, on his feet. That's how the soldiers came. That's how um, the enemies of our Lord came, on their feet. No, that's not the way. The crowds came on their feet. That's not what's required. We approach him and can only approach him by faith, by believing in him. And if we do believe in him, then we will indeed never be hungry. That is, our souls will be satisfied. He who believes in me will never thirst. 
because we will have the water welling up to eternal life. We can say with the crowds, yet with a different meaning, with a different intent, Lord, give us that bread always. And in his great mercy, he has given us that bread because he has given us the Holy Eucharist. In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This MP3 recording has been made available by Family Life International. Help us to make many more available in order to promote our Catholic faith. Go to www.familyandlife.org.uk and donate today. Mm-hmm.